The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Waiting on Reparations, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey! Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? What's happening? I'm good. How are you? Who are we? Are we waiting on reparations? Are you Dope Knife? Am I Lingua Franca? We certainly are. This is Waiting on Reparations, the show where we talk hip-hop and politics. And, I guess, all the things in between. All the things in between. What we got in between this week? What you been up to? What's on your mind? Oh, I had a birthday over the Yeah, happy fucking birthday, you little birthday bitch. Yeah, you know, birthday weekend, what can you do? You know, you have to, you got to celebrate. I, I don't usually celebrate the birthday, like, all out every year, you know what I'm saying? I guess the older that I get, I feel like, oh, man, it's really only, like, a celebrate it, like, every, like, three or four it's years. It's like a leap year birthday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I didn't, like, necessarily go all out. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but, um, you know, just hung out with some friends, took it easy. For the first time in a long good, time. Good, good, good. Did anyone else yeah. important have a birthday on Monday, Saturday this week? Um, I don't know if I would say important, but I mean, you know, like you know, it could be you know certain, certain you know great American Any figure prominent revered. communists have a birthday. You know, <laughs> possible holiday inducing men. <laughs> you know, rioters, degenerates. Yeah, look, people who uh, get their messages, you know, kind of manipulated through time and used by people who weren't necessarily on their yeah, side. Anybody, that, that whole anybody who the FBI urged to kill themselves have a birthday recently. I don't. I get this weird feeling. There was a a guy, some kind of man. This is starting to sound like the. The longest running dad joke that has ever been. So you guys all know who talking we're talking about. Martin about. King Jr. The man, the myth, the legend. What did you do for your MLK Day? I mean, it is a holiday. Well, from a mixture of just logistic challenges of having a tiny human strapped to my soul, and as well calls from the King family themselves uh, for no celebration until passage of a voting rights bill. I didn't really do much in terms of public appearances of any kind. I just kind of spent the day listening to some old speeches of his um, and just kind of reflecting on, really reflecting on how hated he was in his day. Um, Like, I was, you know, perusing political cartoons from the King archives uh, from the time, you know, folks, you know, like there was one where he's like, officiating a mixed marriage of like a white and black character with one of them hats on their back, like the anti-war movement and the other is like civil, civil rights. And it's supposed to be like, Oh, like a interracial marriage with this dirty scoundrel scalawag. (laughs) There's another one where like he's sitting drinking at a bar and like this small child is grabbing his coat, like come back dad. And like, uh, 
the little child is like labeled as a civil rights movement and then he's drinking out of the bottles of like anti-Vietnam and like communism oh, or something. And it's just like, bruh. So many of the moderates, like he called out, and the thing about listening to the speeches is he calls out bipartisan fuck shit, like Democrats and Republicans being shitty. And, you know, the whole letter from Birmingham jail, cut out the white moderates, even like the moderate ass bitches out here, like the fucking Chuck Schumers of the world would have reviled this man and vice versa. Yeah, but I mean, nobody would have reviled him more than the right-wingers out there who more than anybody claim his message to be their own as if what Martin Luther King was actually to like as if like the dominating you know thing about Martin Luther King was hey I don't see race why you know you know it's like I, I find it hard to believe that I think we've talked about this before but I find it hard to believe that a 20-year-old Martin Luther King right now would be if you would be hearing Ben Shapiro, you know what I'm saying? Like name drop their quotes. And it's not even hard to like learn about what he was about. Like I'm sure you could extrapolate whatever you want from like half listening to his speeches in the background while you work like I was doing on Monday. But like Yeah. There's so much more than like, you know, the colorblind like the the, the single word they try to draw from yeah. like, you know, I have a dream or whatever. Like literally all it takes is turn on this thing. Okay, I got this really crazy thing called YouTube. You go on there and you Google in the YouTube. I hear the kids say for his name and it will give you a bunch of his speeches where you can actually hear the shit he said. And it's like so like it's not even hard. It's like zero intellectual no. curiosity from these motherfuckers. But, We're like, you don't even, you didn't even Google it to see what this nigga was out. Like, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that it's like a lack of wanting to know or anything like that. I think that's the point of it. I mean, it's a reason why you know the, the conservatives are quick to drop. The I have a dream speech, it, you know, for Martin Luther King. But then behind the scenes, you know, a lot of the, you know, the components of these anti-CRT legislations is to make banned. the letter from Birmingham like banned and they can't teach that or, or teach any other aspect of what he said, you know, as if like all of Martin Luther King's involvement in the civil rights movement was... I think, you know, judge judge somebody by the content of their character, not by the... Co- you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure he said more. And even, even that, I'm sure there was, like, there was a context to it that I don't think a lot of these right-wingers are using in good faith. But, I mean, you're right. Martin Luther King was a brother who was giving it to everybody. <laughs> and, he, you know what I'm saying? He was not having it. So, definitely, a lot of the moderates... Who who think that they're down with MLK probably wouldn't be now, but you know, I, I think it goes without saying that if Martin Luther King were here to defend himself, like there's no way that you know the the Laura Ingrams and Bill O'Reillys of the world would think to to name drop him if he was here to get on the on TV and be like, yo, don't 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 mention my name in y'all's shit. Now like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I like. It's, you know, it's fucked up that he got assassinated and shit. But what I will say is that I have also been, you know, y'all on the show hear me talk a lot about, like, liberation movement history that I study. And so I've recently been reading Elaine Brown's autobiography. She was the only female, um, like, chairperson of the Black Panther Party. And so in studying, just like learning more about her and her role in the Black Panther Party and what she did afterwards, I watched some interviews with her recently and it's bad. She is not cool anymore. And then you think about... Oh, what do you mean? I mean, she's just like... Well, first of all, there's no like ideological coherence to like the thing she says. Like I saw this one interview where she was like defund the... Like no, literally. So she starts... She opens the interview saying back in the day, we used to talk about often the pigs. And that was a great slogan. Let's bring that back. Okay. And then later later on was critiquing, I guess, the young people she was talking to, saying defund the police has gone too far. And y'all are, like, 
y'all need to get out and talk to more black people because black people don't really want to defund the police. So it's just like, and then she gets on this rant about pronouns and it's like the language police. And so I say all this to say, a lot of our leaders who we still have today didn't really keep up with the radical spirit they engendered as young people. You know, talking about Eldridge Cleaver, fucking, I don't know, even to a degree, John Lewis with like, you know, didn't always... Uh, hold it down for for quite everything, but uh, so I feel like it would have been uh, I don't know. It would be interesting to see what it was, what it would be like if folks like MLK and Ma- Malcolm X were like here today. What positions they would hold today? Yeah, I, I mean you're right, but I mean it's like again, I just I just know that they used to call the brother communists. Yeah. You know, like even even before there was any, they, you know, they used to call him communist without even any understanding of whether or not he actually was That's a communist. That's still true. You That's never not been true. It's it's never not been the case. But I'm just saying, like again, with that said, a 20 year old, a 20 year old race and socially conscious communist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's no there's there's no way any of them are like or giving him any sort of props for no, anything no. that he says. Period. Anything. Period. Yeah. Well, we give you um, props. And then you oh, know, sorry. go on. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, this this year was it, it fell on MLK Day, but uh, my birthday. I, I mean, because usually it doesn't. You know, I was um, about to ask like, how does it feel every single year? Everyone's like, well, there, Fuck, there was Mac, a, there was it's MLK Day. There was a. There was a point in there was a like a point in time I remember where like whenever I would share with people like the other famous people who have my birthday because there's a, there's a couple other cats who do have my birthday I think me and Michelle Obama share the same birthday Jim Carrey has the birthday um, I think like Kid Rock Muhammad Ali or something like that you know what I mean like I got I share a birthday with you know not Kid Rock but I share a birthday with some cool cats or some famous cats. And I remember for a long time, there was a period of whenever I would tell people that, like, oh, this per- famous person has my birthday, I would always just include MLK in that because I thought that his birthday was on my birthday. And then, I think you know, a lot of people life, don't like, understand oh. that it, Monday was not his birthday. I kind of fucked that up a couple times, not going to lie to you. So what is it? Like, what is the, like, what's the it's thing the about It's the third Monday in, uh, in okay, January, so yeah. And so it's, like, near his birthday, but, like... They keep the date uh, the same not... day. Okay. I yeah. Agree. I agree. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, it's confusing. Well, shit. I mean, props you know, to the nigga. Yeah, other, yeah, props to him. I'm gonna pat myself on the shoulder. Happy birthday, too. bitch. I, I, I've, I've, far when I was when I was a younger man, you know. When like, I was they, a they young expecting, warthog. Sorry. What? They weren't expecting black men to live past a certain. Yeah, look you at know. you. You're almost older so than I... MLK was when he got <laughs> domed. Oh shit! I don't even want to think about that shit. Oh god. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> what What are we getting into? So today? we got a little bit of everything. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Young Dolph uh, and uh, a little bit of that. Um, Tragedy and controversy. Kanye doing Kanye. Uh, we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about stuff going on with Russia and Ukraine. So a little bit of everything. And we will be right back with that after we take a little break. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we are back. So what's the first story that we're so, going to get into today, Mariah? Um, so I'm sure most listeners know about the death of young Dolph. Um, he, well, how long ago was this that actually I should have, hold on, let me pause. Maybe like a month and let a half Let me pause and pull up actual, some source on this <laughs> so I don't fuck up the details. It was November 17th. All right, okay, died. so... Um, so Young Dolph uh, was a was he Tennessee based? I fucking forget everything. Should have. Yeah, yeah, Memphis. Okay, Memphis yeah. Let me try this again. So, um, as I'm sure listeners are already aware, uh, Memphis based rapper Young Dolph was shot and killed on November 17th of last year. Um, he, you know, had peaked number 35 on the Billboard Hot 100 coming up in the game and struck down in his prime. But then last week, his one of his suspected killers, um, who was wanted by the police, dropped a new song on the day that he also announced that he would be turning himself into the authorities and was later arrested. So this other Memphis rapper named Straight Drop, also known as 23-year-old Justin Johnson, Dropped a music video for his new song, Trackhawk. And then the next day, was apprehended by U.S. Marshals in Indiana and charged with first-degree murder. The weekend prior, Straight Drop posted a message on his Instagram story in which he said he was going to be turning himself on in on Monday. He was innocent and he'd be back soon. Uh, but we'll see about that. As he is now in uh, police custody. And because clearly not really been taking this situation too seriously. <laughs> too seriously well i mean so i'm very curious as to what your reaction is to this story man i really you know what i'm one of those people as you know again let's just let the show know that always tries to find the systemic and underlying causes of a lot of just fucked up shit that happens because i think that ultimately you have to uproot that in order to change situations right but i've been recently encountering a lot of examples where people just do dumb shit and like half, and I'm having to face the fact of first of all, like you can't evade discussions of public of personal responsibility forever. Like this nigga decided, like you know, people was looking for him, and maybe he was like getting a little acclaim because folks knew he was a suspect. And when it then ride that to like drop a fucking music video, and like, I've... bruh, 
I mean, look. I, again, you know, going off of the words of you, it's, it's, it's always weird with these stories because it's like, all right, so the dude's being accused by the cops, and I don't want to, you know. But I mean, right, he allegedly, allegedly shot. Yeah, no, allegedly. No. But again, you know, a, a lot of this. It's 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 consistent and it makes sense. I don't know if it's a generational thing or what. I don't know. It's a social media driven sort of thing. Again, I don't know. But God, and we want to talk about not having sources. I forget the name of of the rapper, but just a couple of weeks ago, another you know similar situation with a young New York rapper who. They've got him on camera, you know, or allegedly, I'll say, on camera. It definitely looks like him, but committing a murder, and then later on the same day, like flexing on oh, Instagram this shit is in wild. in the same design in the same designer gear that he just committed a murder on that was in broad daylight in the middle of the street. That like, you know, and it's almost as if there's like. No, like, understanding that it's like, yo, I'm on camera. And yeah, I mean, I recently, I think I mentioned in a recent episode that I went and spoke at a bond hearing for a local rapper and friend, like, mm. loose friend that uh, has been, was charged yeah. with, a, with attempted murder and spoke on, like, the stuff he'd done in the community for the kids. And then the prosecution in the cross examination purely focused on the fact that after the shooting happened, like, the next day, this cat dropped a music video called Who Shot At Me where he's talking about I'm gonna fucking find you and kill you and shit and like flashing guns in the video and so it was this bond hearing of like what should we let this guy back on the streets and they were grilling me on like did you see this music video did you see him with like the gun in the music video he said he was go did you hear the part where he says he's gonna go shoot, shoot these people and I had to be like yeah but like <laughs> But ultimately, yeah, like, it doesn't, I mean, I felt like it doesn't discredit what I have seen him do in the community. Also knowing that a lot of these people, like, I talked to him on phone earlier today. He was like, yo, if Dom Cheadle, like, di like, directed a film that's all about just murder, just mass murder, and he's in the film murdering people, can you put him on, and then later he murders someone, can you put him on the stand and say that, like, Oh, you had the murder movie like that. Like, yo, you definitely did the murder. Like, no, it's art. And that was his argument. It's like, yo, it's I have art. To... Like, I had to, like, show up and look tough because I wasn't going to let people fuck with me, etc. Like, and that kind of makes sense. But I think to a different level, I, I want to agree with you, though. It's like there is a certain sense of like, bro, don't do that. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's like it's, you know, there's I guess at some points it can kind of be a fine line between um you know we always want to look at the the macro uh reasons for why things happen and for why people do the things that they do so we always, you know we want to like analyze the structures and stuff and understand that shit doesn't just like boil down as simple to pull your bootstraps up and per you know what i mean personal responsibility not, like not everything fits into that box you know what i'm saying so that there there's that on one hand and then there's the also you know like man on like a common sense aspect you know there's there's right and there's wrong you know what i'm saying and like i don't i don't think that that there has to be like necessarily like a conflict in understanding one thing and like or like performing performing one of those like ways of understanding the world and the other you know i think that you can still like look at the the bigger picture as to why people do the things that they do and why people feel that they're in the situations that they're in and, and things like that and then also recognize that people yeah, make yo, choices like also, yeah yeah exactly. people absolutely make like, choices yeah, you're not, you're not... and for me it's really been causing me to reflect a third thing that really got me thinking about this lately is that it snowed here on sunday this snow in savannah Oh, okay. uh, no, so it no, snowed no. here on sunday it, was, it just it just got real it was, chilly it was cute though. it was cute everybody was posting they ignore me <laughs> Picks with their dirty snowmen and their cute toddlers. I'm like, oh! <laughs> Yo, the, the snowmen be brown, brown as, as shit. Hell. Brown as <laughs> nasty. Um, and so I work with some, like, local, like, homeless advocates to, like, get some people some hotel rooms that were, like, sleeping outside. Mm -hmm. And that was great. Got a lot of people out of the cold. Great. So we were looking at extending their stays for, like, like past when the cold, you know, the past when the snow melted or whatever. Because we, we had the funds to do so. 
but some yeah. of these cats got fucking kicked out of the hotels for smoking inside. So one of them brought a dog, and it was just like, God damn it, fuck. But so it really, it really caused me to pause and reflect on like, because I often talk about like the road to quote unquote collective liberation and how like it's a generations long yeah. struggle and like it's gonna outlast us, you know, it's gonna, you know, the next generation is gonna go and finish the job, but like. That sounds really optimistic and rosy, but, like, that's the case because things are going to keep fucking up on the way there. Like, you can get somebody stable shelter and they could get themselves kicked out because they're smoking. Because, like, if you have your whole life getting shit on and beat down, like, a single day of a kind act or even a year of, like, support to stop fucking up, like, is not even enough to help someone really really get out of it like you know that cat you saw in the video who like murdered a guy on camera and then was like wilding out like a lot of stuff led him to that point and it would require a whole 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 lot of shit to like transform the underlying conditions that created put him in a spot where he thought this was a good fucking idea right like people are gonna like we're gonna keep fighting and fighting and fighting and people are gonna keep fucking up because it's going to take a really, like, if we're really serious about, like, fixing a lot of problems in society, like, it's going to take a real long time because we're dealing with some real, real bad shit. That's that's true. But again, I, I mean, I hate playing devil's advocate in these situations. But again, you know, if somebody wants to be like, yo, young such and such rapper robbed the bank and then was like flexing on Instagram and didn't understand the blah, blah, or like young whatever rapper got into a fight with some cops and blah, 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 blah. Then, I mean, for me personally, it's like, then I can, I guess, can be more comfortable looking at it in those terms and shit like that. When we're talking about shit like you shot somebody, like a random, you know, some rando outside of a bodega, it's like, there's nothing, like, I don't feel that I'm like serving any community at large by like covering no, for you. Oh yeah, I'm not in all you know saying like no, that's that some, nigga like, like he that's some shit to killed do. Killed someone you know I mean? like that like fuck yeah. like, fuck that guy honestly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, there's a level of personal responsibility to it. And so honestly, a, 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 an unpopular take I have on these things sometimes when I talk to other activists about this. I mean, it goes back to what Frederick Douglass said about it's easier to build strong children than repair broken men. And so when I talk about, like, transforming society, honestly, I'm, I'm not really talking about helping that dude that, like, shot somebody on camera. Like, when you get to that point, yeah. like, I don't want to say people are irredeemable. I truly believe that with a significant investment of, like, resources and time to help people like that, they can get better. But, like, honestly, it's so, like, it would be probably be a lot easier just to make sure people don't even end up there. Like, let's get In the that kids. Situation. That's yeah. why I focus so much on youth development. Get the kids get them healthy and like you know ready for adulthood and making good choices and then in like 20 years we won't have these kind of problems i mean i just try to keep it consistent you know so for me personally you know i mean so it's like if i'm looking in the news and it's like yo crazy white boy went crazy and took his gun and shot blah 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 you can give me whatever reasons you want I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I, don't, I don't care why. I don't yeah. care. Like, there's there's nothing that anyone's going to say that's going to make me like, oh, you know, but I get, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So if you want, so I'm just, I'm not going to like hear like, yo, uh, such and such rapper, you know, like shot this per- or got into a scuffle and fought the- or went into a donut. You know what I mean? Like Young Dolph got shot in the back in a donut shop. You know what I mean? By goons acting like they were in a mob yeah. movie. You know what I mean? And like, allegedly... Motherfuckers is dropping singles yes. like afterwards. Right. So it's just like that whole thing is just like it's a level of fuckery that I personally feel like, you know, you know, like, hey, man, that, that there's no there's no place for that. There's really nothing to cover up. I would agree. Know, or, or, so, or to yeah, cover I think for, that what's yeah. different between like my approach and maybe a lot of other people that have that reaction, because also it's like, yeah, this person needs to help account held accountable. Our system for that right now is jail. Sick. Just yeah, fine. That, you, like, know, that, not- you did it, and now you're going to jail. But, like, a, a sense of curiosity about how somebody got to that point. Because even if it's like, there's yeah, nothing and, we and, can do for you, we can learn from that dude. of, like, how the fuck do you end up to, at the point where you shoot somebody in the back at a donut shop? Yeah, and, and which is why I, I, I solely mean that it's like, 
Okay, like, like it's, I feel like it's a discussion like that. I feel like you can still look at the situation and be like, oh, such and such killed such and such. There is a lot, like you said, intellectual curiosity. There's a lot to be gained by understanding why that person was, you know what I mean, in that situation. But, like, that's a conversation for, like, outside people to have. Like, people who are looking at it as, like, from an intellectual, you know, analytical standpoint and stuff. The people who are involved in the shit are going to look at the shit like the people who are involved in the shit. Like, either you're directly involved, hey, my cousin, my my brother, my sister was killed, you know, or, you know, I know the people who were the victim of that, and you're going to react accordingly. So all I'm saying is, it's like, if there's people, if, if the DA is like, hey, such and such is accused of a crime, and then we have them on tape talking about crimes... So, of course, they're going to use that. As yeah, yeah. Is what I'm saying. It seems like they would, whether it's fair or unfair. I, I don't necessarily think that, like, the Don Cheadle example is, like, necessarily, like, fair because you've got to add some caveats into it. If, if, like, OJ made a movie that was, like, if I had done it, you know what I'm saying? And then, you, and then they wanted to use that movie as evidence. I I don't think I would be saying nah you can't you can't. Well, I want to use two examples. Well, uh, two things I want to say real quick. First, to respond to that point, and then respond to an earlier point. Okay. So Louis C.K. had jokes in his stand-up about masturbating in front of people that didn't want to watch, and everybody laughed. And what? Thought it was a little uncomfortable, and then they like moved on, and then he actually later really did it, and so yeah. like. Y'all, like, so, but that, you know, but there's a disconnect in, like, oh, you see something like that in a comedy special. You might think it's a little weird, but then you move on. You don't, like, go home and call the police and, like, hey, I think Louis C.K. is, like, sexually harassing people. You know, like, no, but there's a certain, like, class of person say, that gets excused from it because their art is, you know, they're millionaires. And and, and I, I'm, I'm going to keep it consistent and say that that shouldn't be the case. You know what I mean? Like, in, in my personal opinion, that shouldn't be the case. If I don't, and I don't necessarily know the full details of how it went down and shit like that, but if so, if person X is a Louis C.K. fan, and then somebody says, "Oh, Louis C.K. did X to me," even if you're a fan, and you're like, "Oh, I, I don't believe that. I like Louis C.K." And then you got him on tape talking about, "Oh, I like to do this. I like to do this." I think it opens up. You know what I mean? I don't think that that, that, that that's like, uh, you know, cause and effect or, or like, oh, that means that that person did that. But I mean, if you want to bring that into discussion, I don't see why not. You know what I mean? If, if somebody's like, Louis C.K. did this to me, look at these tapes where he's talking about it. Maybe that was a great example. Like, I, well, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, you know, like, I, yeah. I know, but I, I, no, I think I think it was a good example. All I'm saying is that I'm just, and I, again, I can only speak for myself. Is like I agree with you. I just try to keep that energy consistent. Like I don't like asking people to do stuff that I know I wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? So I know that if I were personally involved in some of these situations, I wouldn't be able to look at it outside of that personal you know, like, like impact zone of how it affects me and shit like that. So if it's my community, if it's my, my family member, my friend or something like that, I'm going to have like more of a, like, I'm just not going to be as understanding of these like bigger micro macro issues and shit like that. So I'm just, I'm just more understanding when, when people are. The second thing I want to respond to is you said that, that what I'm talking about is an intellectual exercise that is done by folks that aren't impacted by violence. And I want to remind you, violence, the listeners, that I like I like I don't mean to bring it bring the energy down real quick, but like no, no, I like started thinking about this shit when my fucking aunt got murdered, man, and like I was like everybody was like oh she get the death penalty, da da da, and like I literally could look at my family and be like I right, this mom this dude's mom has bipolar disorder and is addicted to crack. Like, he grew up in the middle of nowhere. Only option was to go to the military where he learned how to fucking use a bunch of fancy guns and grenades and shit. Came out. And, of course, he fucking killed somebody. And so it's like, oh, I, I could, like, see the background of this person's life that led them to become a murderer. And so I, I'm just saying, like, you know, it is okay. probably rare. I mean, like, I, my opinion is very, very much not the, of the, the majority or whatever. 
But like, there's a lot of people impacted by violence who who get because they are they lose a loved one or you know to incarceration or you know violence itself, whatever. Like, can see the the backward like tra- you know the the, yeah, the breadcrumbs of like how this shit ended up the way it was. Yeah. And I, and I definitely don't mean like it's it's only res- it's, or it's reserved for people who aren't impacted by violence. I just meant like on a case to case basis, based on how it like personally affects you is all is, is all I meant. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it, it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult conversation, and it's definitely a difficult topic that everybody everybody's gonna have a, a different reaction to. All all I'm saying is I just I just personally I understand it. I understand why not everybody tries to have like, or why everybody like. I understand why not everybody can easily jump into that proper analytical phase of talking about these issues. It takes time. People like know it. Necess- people people yeah. understand. People know it. They're, They're aware, aware of it. We all yeah, exactly. All the time. We, we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, in. it's just hard to like then channel into like a direction where you understand what needs to change through it like sort of link all that together but the therapy for black girls podcast is an naacp and webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health personal development and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves here we have the conversations that help black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I had a, a story that came up um, that I wanted to run by you that's kind of oh, really? related to, you know, changing <laughs> systems and stuff like that. I don't know if you saw this viral video, but the uh, Sunrise Police Department in Florida is probing a sergeant who allegedly, well, I mean, I got to say allegedly, right? But I mean, the shit's on tape. I saw the nigga do it. Oh, shit. But anyway, they, they, had, they had a suspect that was had, uh, it was a, you know, white officer, Black uh, male suspect was in the back seat of the, the patrol car, handcuffed. There, the the this veteran officer of 21 years, giant, big dude. 
he apparently came in. The tape that was released, the sound and audio was, was out, so you couldn't hear what was being said, but this was confirmed by the police chief later on. He came into the scene, he escalated the situation, and then he pulled out his pepper spray and was getting ready to spray the handcuffed suspect in the back seat. And a newer female officer like immediately grabbed him by the belt and pulled him away from the suspect. And he immediately grabbed her by the neck and slammed her against the car in front of all of her colleagues. Um, he's been he's been placed on uh, I think non-paid administrative leave and in in this in this regards to you know the props of the chief the chief of the that particular precinct has come out and has been like yo she did the right oh, yeah. thing this is disgusting so I don't you know I don't think they're but it, it's really it's really blatant and really obvious I mean he he grab like his first instinct is to grab her by her throat nuts you know what I'm saying. And he's like a giant dude, and she's like a regular-sized woman. And it's just like, it looked like he's kind of used to grabbing women by the fucking throat. That's See, how it looked. People in the video. always try to tell me when, like, I'm on my shit, you know, I'm on one about shit. Like, oh, well, people always use these, like, stories from other places to, like, say we need to make change here. We don't really have these problems here. But, like, first of all, these all these different police departments... Get the same kind, go to the same kinds of conferences, get the same kinds of training. There we have, we you know, the police, the police chief of one city will go to another city, or, or or a police officer get fired from one city and go to another city. A couple years ago, we had this dude that like ran a like a suspect over with his car, didn't even know if it was oh, the right shit. dude, and like got fired and just went to the next county over. And he sued. Tamir Rice's yeah, killer yeah, did the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um and and this nigga fucking sued the county for wrongful dismissal and defamation for saying he that he shouldn't have hit the guy and got like like half a million dollars. But anyway, that's beside the point. Although I do want to use that to explain that um the Athens Clark County Police Chief uh, announced today that he is leaving. And explain oh, that I have no comment on the matter because I, uh, you know how like, okay, you know how like you can't give a negative reference for an employee? Like it's, it's illegal in a lot of places. Like you either like just don't do it or you have to say something positive or it's like defamation or something. Yeah. So you, you can't, your, your old boss can't be like. Yeah, fuck this motherfucker. So <laughs> this I'm just going to say that and leave it at that. But anyway, so yeah, so you get like police officers that go to different precincts, go to different places. You get this, these national trainings that all of them go to and come back to. So it's like a na- like a nationally systemic thing, as well as the kind of people like that want to get into law enforcement. And so that shit's wild. That shit, that shit is just wild. I mean, goddamn, that's crazy. Well, I mean, we we were just talking about personal responsibility and, and people inexplicably doing things on camera and on social media that are, like, inexplicable. I don't know. It must be, you know, maybe, maybe somebody way smarter than me has, is most likely analyzing this shit. But there's got to be some sort of terminology for the phenomenon. Of people you know knowing I mean? the camera's because, like, rolling and still doing fucking crazy shit. And still shit. doing shit anyway. First of all, too many fucking cops do that shit. Too many teenagers do that shit. Let's keep it real. Too many girlfriends just go into shit, not, not paying attention to that. Um, what else? You got the fucking, the, the people who stormed the Capitol. Do you know how many people stormed the Capitol and the next day called the lost and found to say that they lost shit? And it was like, inside. FBI, how can like, I help you? Oh, you left your bear mace in Nancy Pelosi's like, office? Like, <laughs> Let me go check for you real quick, and they put you on hold, and there's like knock, knock, knock. It's a SWAT team. They throw yeah, a fucking smoke like, grenade like pe- in the house, and people are on live streams, like in the middle of riding. Like, oh, dude, I just got in a fight with some cops. That shit was dope, son. Yeah, man, we bare maced this one cop. He's on the ground. He was bleeding. Ah, oh, son, this is nuts. And then like get arrested. And they're like, oh, how'd you guys catch me? Like. I will also yeah, say, like, that pertains to the earlier debate um, that I didn't touch upon, a lot of folks that do wild shit like this, not all of them, but particularly the kind where it's like, ah, I shot a nigga yesterday, haha. Like, even if they don't express it, they express a lot of braggadocio and yeah, on the shit, there is a mindset of disposability 
that people have where it's like my life doesn't mean shit anyway no like everybody fucking like the whole system thinks i'm worthless so why don't i fucking shoot a guy on the camera like everybody goes to jail like everyone thinks i'm gonna do something like that anyway fuck it so back to that a little bit not to excuse that not to excuse you you know it's personal personal choice ultimately but like another part of like understanding how we fucking get here in the first place, where you're shooting a cat in the back of the head and um, don't not shot. But well, I mean, what do you think about what do you what do you think about the notion of it's like yeah, it's a personal choice. It's just I don't think I think that we can have an opinion of whether or not it's a good choice or not, or yeah. you know what I mean, or another or whether it's the right choice. Like, like I mean, not that you're saying that we shouldn't, but it, you know that's why it's like I always I feel. I feel I always feel like a sense of, of conflict on on these sort of topics just because you know my father worked for uh, the State Department when I was a kid. I've you know I've got family in law enforcement and yeah. shit like that. So I you know I, I always you know want to give full disclosure. You know I definitely have that sort of you know connection or indirect connection or whatever you want to call it to, to these things. So it's like just to before we move on, just to stress. I just, I always just try to like put myself in other people's shoes just for the merely, for nothing other than just the exercise of understanding where other people are coming from. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I understand why some people perhaps may have like a bit more, um, a bit lean more right on these certain issues than perhaps I do, mm-hmm. you know, personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I just, I just feel like, like, it, like having like having that understanding and not just necessarily assuming that it's because they're a shit lib or <laughs> or a right winger, you know what I mean, is is helpful in the discourse. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. That's right. I would love to understand the underlying conditions that brought this cop in Sunrise, Florida, to just like be so aggro that he not only bare maced a handcuffed suspect, but choked his Grabbed choked his, 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 a fellow, his officer. fellow officer like bro how do you get to that point like it really looked like some you know ro- roid rage because he's like a jacked yeah. up juiced up dude you know what i mean it looked like some roid rage type of like unstable shit for a 21 year vet so i mean i'm just saying public defenders any case that this dude has worked on Y'all need to revisit y'all gotta them case re-examine files. Yeah, y'all need shit. to re-examine that shit, bruh. Like tomorrow, like y'all tomorrow. need to re-examine that shit. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. 
Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into another story. Okay, I think we got. I was going to jump back to Kanye. We, you think we should just do one more? Sure. Yeah. We can. Yeah. We can do this Kanye let's, let's shit. Do, let's do yeah, the Kanye. Okay, so, so back to wondering how the fuck did people get in the situation that they're in? Perpetual shit get in her. Kanye West <laughs> is going to Russia to meet with Vladimir Putin. So, um, aye, aye, aye. on Tuesday, January 11th, Billboard reported that yay. I planned on going to Moscow to meet with the Russian president and hold multiple Sunday services um, as its first ever shows in the country of Russia. His ultimate purpose for the trip um, was to begin expanding his businesses overseas. And an advisor to Kanye told Billboard that um, Russia is going to be a second home for Kanye, which I'm sure the libs are absolutely losing their mind about. (laughs) Or they are. I could see. Oh, if the white people, if the white ones even knew this was happening, they probably don't follow music news. Man, if they found out, is... they probably completely fucking lose their minds because of Russia Gate, hold Trump, Russia shit. Uh, that uh, people still, you know, I think frequently, and I believe we've discussed this on the show before, whether the Russia Gate hysteria opened the door for challenging election integrity and ultimately what happened on January sixth. I don't. I mean, I hate, again, another topic that's going to force me to be somewhat on the side of the libs. But I don't know. I'm not necessarily, I'm, I would not classify myself as being in on Russiagate hysteria or whatever, whatever. But I tend to be, you know, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a damn duck. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, if, if motherfuckers is, like, having clandestine meetings and hotels and this and that, and wild motherfuckers is going to jail for lying to this and lying to that, and then every time they're accused, their number one thing is you don't have the evidence to prove that as opposed to saying, no, I didn't do it, I'm just not inclined to think that they're innocent. Mm-hmm. You know? So that that's just, that's just the basis of how I go. And now, however else this wants to manifest... You know, like, I don't necessarily think having that view means that you want World War th- Three with Russia tomorrow, you know. But with the Kanye situation, it's just interesting because it's like, you know, there's like, there's like some pretty fucked up homophobic laws that are like in the book in Russia. Oh, bro, yeah. The U.S. Department you know I mean? like, of right, State currently lists Russia... With, like, a level four do-not-travel advisory given terrorism, harassment by Russian government security officials, uh, arbitrary enforcement of local laws. You And Russia's on the brink of invading or, like, fucking yeah, up invading Ukraine another and shit. Ukraine. So, yeah, nah. It's just... All, yeah, it's just, like, I... I um, yeah, the whole it, that's weird. It's again, it's it's Kanye, so you know, weird goes in the book with it. But it's just another addition onto this like right wing drift in this like plausibly deniable right wing fascist shit culturally that's going on in this country. That I think you know, wittingly or unwittingly, certain uh, celebrity figures are, are playing into and i think that's what this is because because to me it's like that's always you know for the last like five six seven years that's always been like my uh, suspicion of what the republican infatuation is with russia now you know what i'm saying which is why i just i don't care what libs are saying 
Yeah, I really don't. I'm looking at what Republicans are doing and what they're saying themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if if when I if like when I was in like early college, if Republicans were like itching at the bit, like we hate Russia, we hate it, we hate it, we hate it, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh no, we love Russia. Russia is awesome. No, it's great. We love it. Yeah, no, Putin would be a better president than an American president. Blah blah. We love it. I don't know. I'm just not inclined to look at that and be like, hmm. I can't stand Hillary Clinton. Like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm... I just feel like there has to be a line somewhere because, like... I mean, I've seen this on left. We talked about this in the Nina Turner's election. You see this to this day with, like, Bernie Sanders supporters said the election was stolen. Like, when you let that... Like, I feel like sometimes when narratives like that are allowed to flourish, like, they are taken up. And when even when they are legitimate, and but people kind of run away with them, like, it does open up like this grounds on which you can contest any kind of flaw you know like actually any sort of working of democracy as such that you don't whose outcomes you don't like but do you think that this is not similar to the like argument about the you know the filibuster i think it's exactly like the filibuster i see republicans saying the democrats loved the filibuster when we were in power and now they hate it and it's like yeah, well, fuck. You got I don't know. They but, like mean, if you don't have some consistency, they'll fucking call you out. But I think uh, it's again, it's just a matter of like whether you think Republicans are operating in good faith or not. So, you know what I mean? And like so for somebody who doesn't believe, so for somebody who genuinely believes that hey, Republicans would not be talking about the election is stolen, the election is stolen if people hadn't brought up Russiagate and that hadn't been a big story. If somebody believes that, then I understand totally why, you know, you would look at like Russiagate with this like skeptical like sort of thing. I don't believe that. And I I'm think the drawing, Republicans were going to like drawing like talk a causal that, like, link between Russiagate and January 6th. I'm yeah. saying like over and over again, there's there are these competing tensions between factions where like when you lose, you say they cheated. Like no one ever like, fucking like, just loses because they sucked. They just lose because the other people cheated. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I mean, I this is but if a side is, is also coming from someone that thinks that the left needs to play dirtier because muff, other motherfuckers are way more were, willing to cheat. <laughs> yeah, the, the it's like so. It's like, not I even feel you. Like, I've not. I'm just you know, like you know. the Republicans are just they are willing to do what they feel they need to do to attain power, and they are not concerned with what Democrats are going to do or not do, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I Here's here's what I'm saying. If the Democrats don't break the filibuster, the Republicans will. 1,000%. The same way we're, like, pussyfooting about with the Supreme Court. No, we don't know if we want to do the Supreme Court. No, we, maybe I sh- we shouldn't push this issue for this person to retire so that their slot can get filled because, oh, we don't know. That's all assuming that the Republicans aren't going to be craven when they get the opportunity to, you know? Yeah. So it's all projection. So if, if we if we fuck around th- like not believing them when they say the shit that they're gonna that they're gonna do and the shit that they're into, like the election, you know, election disputes, I think that that was coming regardless because they were disputing the election in 2016 before any like before anybody was really talking about russia before the elect before the 2016 election even happened they were talking saying oh it's stolen you know so i i look at that sort of thing that was always going to be a part of their playbook and that they don't need any excuse in, you know what i mean so, like us being like like people who are on the left being like oh man the january 6 rioters need to be held accountable the state needs to come after them you, we can have whatever objections that we have with it, but I don't think that one of those objections should be, man, you know what? If we keep pushing for the state to go after the January 6th rioters, then the Republicans are going to come after us the next time that we have a BLM march. Like, nah, like they're going to, you know, they're, they're, like the minute that they get, the minute, again, they had unmarked black vans snatching people off the streets when they had power. I don't think you need you even need to say more about that. There was no conservative voice. There was no spe- free speech warrior. None of them. 
had any objection to it. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear Joe Rogan say shit about, oh, why are they snatching these protesters off the street with fucking ICE agents from Texas that were in Portland for some strange reason? Why is that happening? Why are unidentified and jackbooted thugs snatching demonstrators on the street? They didn't give a fuck about that shit when it was happening to Antifa guys. So they're they're ready. They're with the shits. They're ready to use the state to crush crush the set. You know what I mean? And if, if, if Democrats keep going with shit, assuming whether it's Democrats or whether it's like people who are more radical, you know what I mean? If you assume that the Republicans are playing the game the way that we are, I just think that's how we lose, yo. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wrap up. No, 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 you just got me thinking about using the state to crush people. Perhaps in closing, I will circle back around to this particular quote that stuck out to me from an MLK speech I listened to on Monday. It was the 1976 speech at the National Conference on New Politics in Chicago. And MLK said, I think it might be a little slight paraphrase, but more or less... Um, is poverty and unemployment rages in the black ghetto. The bipartisan response is an anti-riot bill instead of an anti-poverty program. And it just really hit me because literally last week, I was talking about the police chief quit this week. Well, last week, as I mentioned on the last episode, I had some choice words for him at the meeting where I was like, I don't really want to talk to you. I don't really trust you. You know, bah, bah, bah. Because in that meeting, you know, in response for, you know, for years now decades now even you know the black community has been calling for investment in our people and you know blm you know the uprising 2020 was all about that all about that and here we are about a year and a half later and their response is well people didn't like that we used tear gas on the protesters so we bought a sound cannon to blow their eardrums out and give them permanent neurological damage um, oh, and can we also give every police officer a tactical rifle? So, like, literally today, we're still doing it. And, like, it's the bipartisan response. It's not just, like, the right wing note. Like, I don't even say, like, I don't even want to say, like, Democrats, like, want to use the state to crush dissent. But, like, they certainly let it happen. Like, there was Democrats sitting in this commission meeting, like, tactical rifles for every police officer. Like, sound cannon? Blow out people's eardrums? I, well, you know, yeah, no. okay, sure, I don't know. Like, why not? So. Yeah, no, you're you're 1,000% correct about that shit. I, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but we got to snap out of it somehow. Like, uh, you know, it's it's really disappointing to to hear that every, you know, you told that story, you told that story last week, and it was disappointing to hear it because it's like the thing after all of that marching and all of that demonstrating and organizing that a year and a half later we're talking about tear gas and chokeholds. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's 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 the change. That's the <laughs> that's the that's the that's the that's the systemic, you know, issues well, yeah, that we're change addressing. Change is always cultural like, first. Like you can't no, like nothing gets done just that's not like oh politicians are just inspired and go fight for shit. They fight for shit. They realize they got to do shit. They're forced to do shit by, like, the masses of people organized. And so, like, a lot of people woke the fuck up, and they're like, oh, shit. Ching, ching, ching. Ding, ding, ding. Like, light bulbs going off everywhere. And, like, that's yeah. not going. That's not. You can't put that cat back in the bag. And so, yes, we have not seen, like, in a substantive way, all of that organizing and marching and getting, you know, thrown to the ground and maced and shit, like, bear fruit. But those people, those millions of people, like, they ain't go. That cat ain't going back in the bag. Ten years from no, now, that's no. when shit's gonna get interesting. But you know, yeah, here we are today. Well, all we can do is um, keep hope alive and spit bars. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to make it rhyme and make a bar out of it. I was gonna say like "keep hope alive" and slap it on the black hand side or something like that. I don't know. I don't well, know. let's give you some real beats, real bars, Joel. Mariah said, peace and bars, I go hard in the paint, my reach is far. Jeff Jarrett on these rappers like a cheap guitar. I came up in the flames and I keep the scars. Don't busy, except I'm just one year older. Been nice with the flow since the daycare stroller. But it got me pissed, I watched Fox, this cannot be it. Keep MLK quotes all about your Nazi lips. 
They try hard, but it's nonsense. Reparations, give us five stars in the comments. Step towards me and I take a step backwards because I don't fight my haters. Ain't with the fucking hat, so I ask them to look past it and be mature about it. I'm passive, but that don't mean that I am a coward like Martin Luther, Mahatma Gandhi. I use my words to settle my conflicts rather than try to shoot you. Be cool, bro, because I'd rather stand beside you than deride you. And I'd rather understand you that I never haven't tried to. Yo, 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 yo. My name is Dope Knife. I'm Lingua Franca. And we are waiting on reparations. See y'all next week. Peace. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.